Welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Frasier podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 319, Crane vs. Crane. And you know who else? It's a versus. Who's that? It's Dave versus Diana. <laughs> Welcome to the showdown. But now my boxing gloves, which makes it incredibly hard to turn the page for my notes. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think that would make it much harder to do. Um, so... According to my notes, which don't need to turn a page, but it's going to be impossible to use because it's an iPad, so my boxing gloves are going to make this very difficult. Um, according to them, this episode starts at Fraser's apartment. Oh, I had something written down differently. Yeah, well, they were wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, you didn't see Diana's shocked face, but it was there. Um, so Don't shock me. No, I'm going to shock you. I'm, shock- I'm, a shocking- I'm a shocking person. So it starts... Martin is trying to sneak eating the loudest snacks anyone has ever eaten. <laughs> like, like chips? He's got a bag of chips, and, like, he's trying to eat them quietly, but, like, Eddie comes bolting out Okay, of... it's like this, he's he's in a movie theater, essentially. You know yeah. when you try to eat in a movie theater, and uh-huh. you try to be quiet, but it's like everything you're doing is the loudest thing uh-huh. possible? Oh, yeah. Or, like, if you're ever, like, in a room with someone who's sleeping and you're trying to be quiet, suddenly you do everything wrong. You bump into everything. You you <laughs> step on a light bulb and smash oh it. Oh, my God. You, um, you know, you just, like, you accidentally knock over a box full of chains. Um, a box full of just, chains? You didn't even know there was a box full of chains in this room, but suddenly you found okay, one. Okay, wait. Hold it. You're sleeping in a room, but it has a box full of chains. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't know until you were trying Where to. Where are you sleeping? Like, is this in it's your own like house? Bed- yeah, just like in your bedroom. Like, why? I don't know. I didn't know there was a box of. Ch- I, how do I even have chains? I don't know. But like, is it more some- than two? It's five chains. So, oh yeah, oh. five chains. Um, no. Yeah. It's 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 a step up. It's sev- it's three steps up actually. Um, but the the point is that like, but but like yeah, the thing is that like. He's... Okay, I think this is bonkers because he doesn't want Eddie to eat these chips, right? Right. But he feeds Eddie all the time. I know he's constantly. He does doesn't want him to eat these particular snacks. It seems because he specifically says, "I don't want him to eat these." Are these the uh, garlic and onion chips it from might Uts? Because be. <laughs> dogs, I think, can't eat garlic or onions. Yeah. So maybe we're just gonna go on that assumption. Yeah. So Daphne has some great advice. I love this. Uh, I love and I think you should just insert it in. Uh, okay, or so are you just going to do this? I'm not going to do it. Because, but first, okay, so I'm actually kind of going back and forth on whether or not I should include this noise in the podcast. Because the whole point is she makes this noise. It sounds like Xena's war cry. Yeah. And the whole point of it, whisper it is to be annoying. Yeah. So and just put it in in every second possible second. <laughs> In the podcast. Uh, probably won't do that, but I might as well just put it right here. <laughs> and I love that noise, and it works, and Eddie runs, he bolts away, and hides in the couch. Um, and I like that Martin thinks it's mean. Yeah. And, and Daphne assumes it's because it hurts his ears? Yeah, which it could. Like, if he's got sensitive enough ears to hear Well, dogs have sensitive ears. Right. They hear ghosts. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. That's definitely what they do. And Uh, they hear chip 
bags being opened from across the yeah. house. Though Daphne claims he doesn't hear it. He just does that every 20 minutes. And by coincidence, happened to do that. So I like that her thing is that it doesn't hurt his ears. He just finds it irritating. Right. He just finds some noises irritating. And guess who walks in being mm. extremely irritating? Yeah. Fraser and Niles singing some Wagner. Um, and he, like... The the Xena war cry was enough to send Eddie to the couch. Mm-hmm. Them singing opera is enough to send him completely out of the room. They've just been um, been seeing some some very riveting Wagner opera. Um, which, the best this season. The, uh, this season. How the, many did they see this season? I, it, <laughs> it implies at least they've seen one other. At least one other. No, I would say it implies they've seen like two or three others this season. Because, like... Yeah, but are they going to multiple opera houses? If it's just, like, one opera house, what is it, like, the season where they're just playing just this... Or doing just operas by this one person? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know anything about opera, so I feel like I can't comment. I mean, I'm aware of Wagner, but the only thing I know about him is Ride of the Valkyries and that the Nazis really liked him. All I know, I don't know any of his other, anything else about. I feel like the thing is, like, it's not like the Nazis really liked him. It was just, like, they were really, like, proud of their country, so that was, like, a representation of, like, Germany at the time. Right, but I it's mean, it's that tied with the fact that there's a lot of, like... Like, they were proud because he was... But he does a lot of, like, Viking, like, Nordic stuff, and that was another thing that was, like, big in Nazi culture, and so it tied into that. Uh, so it wasn't just that he's a I mean, German that's good did you at- learn this from, like, the 355 different documentaries about Nazis that are on History Channel? Yeah, yeah. History Channel, uh, Hitler and Wagner. Uh, it was a whole, it was a whole special. Yeah. Um, there probably is one. I saw one, uh, I saw a title on Netflix recently. It was just Hitler and the Nazis, and I was like, that's the most boring Hitler and the something title I've ever heard. What about Hitler and the UFOs? Like, that's a real thing that's what out there. What about, like, Hitler and the, like, Salem witch trial? <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. I, I'm sure there's already a connection. I would watch that. I would definitely watch that. Um, anyway, so for some reason, Fraser and Niles, same taste as Hitler, apparently. Okay, well, <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's one. Do not think you should be saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying they both really like Wagner, is all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I'm vegetarian, but I don't think people are like, well. Diana, same uh, di- Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. Hey. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? Guess who's not getting any chips? Eddie. Um, no. You. Yeah. Because I'm going to do that irritating noise every time you try to eat any. <laughs> it's going to be really annoying on stream. Um, okay, so Niles is trying to tell Martin something, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, have you have you heard about um, that new, that Safford case that's in the news? The Harlow Safford case? Right. And, and Martin okay. has heard of it. But I thought also there's some part where Martin was talking about what he did with his day, where he took a bath and then... Oh, oh, before, yeah, 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 because yeah. they were they were talking about this amazing day that they've had uh, watching Wagner, and then, so then Martin's talking about his amazing day, uh, which I didn't, yeah, I didn't go into just because it seemed gross. Yeah. Uh, 
So, but I guess we're going into it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, if Dave doesn't want to go into it, then we won't get into <laughs> it. But he took a bath and peeled off a corn. There yeah. we go. Yay. Thanks. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I just so thought, he seems so happy about it. He does it. seem so happy about it. I'm just super grossed out about that. that it is gross. Image, that image. Like, I didn't, I just didn't want to talk it about it. It is pretty gross. Yeah. Sorry. No, I made fine. Dave talk about the hard facts. You did. I actually, I, sometimes I write things down in my notes knowing that I might get to it and then just say like, nah, I'm not going to bring this up if Diana doesn't. And then sometimes I just don't write it down at all and hope that I forget it happened. And this was one of those. So, but, oh, sorry. No, sorry, but now we can hear about the Safford case. Yep. Um, Martin knows all about it. So it's been in the papers. It's been in the papers, and, and because he's very, he's got some very strong opinions so about it. So this guy, Mr. Safford, seems to be, like, a very, like, he has lots of money. Right. And he, he, his son thinks that there's something wrong with him. Right. Trying to get him committed. And I don't really understand why this is a, like, a thing that's going to, like, to a jury. Well, because, um, I mean, it is possible for, well, basically, I think the idea is that, like, if uh, the older Mr. Stafford, so Harlow Stafford Mm -hmm. is the name, if he is found to be mentally incompetent. If the if the if the court decides that somebody is mentally incompetent So maybe then, the son is takes over the business essentially. Right. He would take over the business, he would take over the estate, he would become essentially he would probably be able he can sue you can sue for power of attorney over your parents, uh like uh, or like some other like close family member if they are found to be mentally incompetent. And so I think the idea, but you have to prove that in in a court with expert witnesses and things like that. So that's the idea of what's happening here. So Niles has been hired to like testify, and basically he's spent enough time with Mr. Stafford or eight. It right. seems like a day, but I don't know. It could right. have been more times than that. Right. And basically said that he doesn't seem to be acting normally. Like right. me- he's not mentally sound to be running this business right. based on. The right. things he's been doing, which right. are like he was writing. This comes up later, yeah, but I think we up. can just talk about well, it. Well, now. No, he he brings it up in this because he said um, he um, at least I think he says it here, doesn't he? Let's oh, yeah. just talk about in it. A bit. Yeah, because like he was his son. He disappeared for a couple of days and mm-hmm. was found riding the boxcars with like some bums, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that word. I don't like that word either, but that's the word they use in the show, um, and. Selling property off for like half of its worth, and um, and also he kept calling Niles Sparky. Yeah, that's the other thing. So Martin has a real problem with this because it seems like the son is just doing this because the father's old, right? And he's just being ageist, right? And also, I mean, I would assume the idea is that the son wants all of this stuff, like yeah. he's just trying to get his stuff because, um, uh, and and I like that this kind of brings up this thing like Fraser's talking about like oh yeah well don't worry we're I don't want your things I'm gonna give them charity <laughs> right um yeah like they so which means they're never gonna try and like get him committed so they can get his stuff right because he doesn't have any stuff that they but, want okay so Niles is talking about how this is gonna be broadcast on court tv mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh he tries to play this off as like he's not really that into that part of it right but right. we know he's yeah we know 
that he wants to be on TV. Like, yeah. he wants a little bit of fame. So, has, okay, this has come up a number of times in the show. At any point, has he ever actually admitted that he wants the fame, or does he just try and grab it and then... Well, we know that he's jealous of Frasier, even though... Because he always puts down what Frasier does. Right. But when he had that opportunity to be on Frasier's show and take over yeah. for a few days... Right. Or was it... It was at least a day... Right. Oh, it was um, supposed to be for a few days. Yeah, yeah, and he was pretty into it. Right. I guess what I mean is that, like, so those things have happened. It's very obvious that he wants that fame. Has he ever, at this point, said Admitted it? it? Yeah. I mean, I think he's always talked about being jealous of Frasier. Well, Frasier's talked about him being, about Niles being jealous of him. I'm just trying to remember I don't if there's know ever if a moment he's where out he I don't. It. I don't remember... Yeah. If he's said it, but okay. I feel like we know. We know as the audience. Oh, of course audience. we know. Yeah, yeah. No, um, absolutely. So here we, he- we hear another story about Daphne's family. Mm-hmm. About her great aunt Beryl. Yes. And she lived to her 90s. She, mm-hmm. she was, uh, you know, she, totally fine mentally. Absolutely. But uh, she lost her eyesight in her 70s. Yep. And her balance in her 80s. Yeah, but she, you know... They had to keep propping her up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she could tell them, you know, exactly how she fell over. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it's funny. I think when this when when this episode came out, I don't think I knew that court TV was a thing. Because we didn't have cable where I lived. So I don't think I knew this was a thing either. So I don't... Yeah, I like... I think this is how I found out. Because when did OJ... When did that trial when did that happen around this time that was i want to say earlier than this because that was definitely televised oh absolutely but uh, i mean i don't know if it was on court tv i don't know if it was either and they're and i'm guessing i don't know how like something gets so big that ends up being televised yeah i mean i think it just if it has something to do with like a celebrity or someone with a lot of money or something that kind of stuff can happen but uh Either way, um, either way, this one's going to be, um, and, and <laughs> so I love that, you know, Martin's basically just saying, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you get above 50 and the moment you do anything the least bit weird, your family just assumes like you're, you've lost your mind. And just then he grabs a bag of chips yes. and he comes running over, I think thus proving that he's definitely hearing the chips and not just mm-hmm. running in randomly, which is what Daphne originally said. And I love... Well, I think Daphne was just making a joke. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. But I love Martin's attempt to do the same noise that Daphne does. It's I love this noise. Like, Why? Both... I think his is just as good as Daphne's. I, <laughs> I know. It's just... Um, his version of like a really high-pitched noise is more of like... Like a scratchy yelling sort of thing, and like he's an old man. I know, I know, an I'm, older man. I know. I'm just saying, I love it. I just, I just really, there's something about it that I just really enjoyed, even though it's just him making a loud, high pitched noise. And I don't think it. I wouldn't even describe it as high pitched. I well, no, I wouldn't describe his as high pitched. I wouldn't I, describe Daffy's as high pitched either. It's pretty high. Uh, I guess I should just play it again right now. And then I'll play Martins. Wow, you're just really torturing everyone <laughs> yeah. now. Well, no one's going to get any chips now. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, we didn't talk about this. Um, when okay, so yeah, he's calling Niles Sparky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And he talked about how he's like, oh, you always wanted a nickname. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be Rocky with the the youth orchestra. But then he got like beat up essentially right, by right, someone right. else in the orchestra. By Tilly Faraday, she pinned him to the ground with so a trombone. So that's proving he's not a Rocky. He's not a Rocky. Uh, not a Rocky. which oh. I thought was pretty yeah, amazing. Was, yep. Because um, I love the idea of people fighting in an orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Especially someone pinning you down with a trombone. Like, yep. That is an amazing... Like, are they playing the trombone as they're doing it? <laughs> yeah, they're just like... And just did like each... Dave played a trombone once. I did. I totally did. I've definitely... Have you? No. I've played... I mean, I played the flute for a while. I've played French horn. I don't think I've played you're saxophone. pinning somebody down with a flute. Uh, you know, if you're... If, if if you're like good good enough with with using improvised tools and weapons, I bet you could probably pin someone down with a flute. You got just the right um, you know uh, pressure points. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so uh, here we are in the next section. Mm-hmm. Second opinion. Second opinion. Which I want one on this flutes thing <laughs> that Dave was just talking about. So we're, so we're in the studio. Uh huh. There's actually a caller this time. There's a caller. It's Beth. Um, and uh, she thinks her husband is having an affair with a secretary. Yep. And Fraser's advice seems to- normal to me, which is maybe don't assume that he's having an affair. Right. Like, ask him Talk about to it. Him. Get his side of the story, basically. So, Roz comes in like she normally yeah. does. Because the, the show, show ends. The show ends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always think it's strange how the show ends. Like, it's just like, last caller, this, now it's over, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no sign-off. Oh, there's a sign-off, but there's I no, I like... haven't listened to, like, a radio talk show for, like, so long that I don't even remember what it was actually like. Yeah, I feel like you would be more, more likely to end up with something like, um, like, did you ever watch Jerry Springer? Not really. Okay, so at the end of every episode, they would have, like, final thoughts. Yeah. Where he would just, like, like the whole fight would be happening. Oh, yeah, and yeah. All the, so argue- the fight would be happening. The fight would have happened, because it was always a fight, because they, like, coached people to fight on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone would be finally be, like, off the stage, the whole show would be done. You go to commercial, you come back, and he would give his final thoughts. And basically, it was just well, a little, he like... he had a final thoughts episode. Frasier did a final thought once. Right, but what I mean is every episode... Yeah, he would, did. ...would have that... And then he then he would give like the same sign off at the end. Like he would give like a quick thing, recapping stuff, giving advice, a little bit of advice, and then he'd say, "I like, don't want any advice from him." Well, so but and then he would do a sign off, which was like, "Take care of yourselves and each other." The thing is, I think he was on the radio. He was either a radio or he was like a local TV personality for a while before he became local Jerry's, to where uh, Cleveland. I think it was either I think it was either Cleveland or Cincinnati, if I remember correctly. But it feels like Fraser's show should have something like that, some sort of like here's what we've learned today oh, kind of thing. So Dave thinks he knows how to run a radio talk show. No, maybe, I'm agreeing with what you said that it's maybe very... he should just write a letter to Fraser Crane and tell him how it should be done. I'm saying I'm agreeing with what you were saying that it seems odd to just end the call and then just be like a quick sign off. And be done. Like no, no, <laughs> no conclusion, no anything. It's just sort of like thanks, bye, click, bye, guys. And yeah. The show's over. And then you hear like a taco commercial. <laughs> right. I'm assuming. Right. So 
Fraser notices that the light is still on mm-hmm. on the the phone light. Yes. Yeah. Where he was just talking the and, phone that he was uh, just talking to Beth. Yes. So he's assumes that Roz is giving advice to callers, which she yeah. denies. She says, "Oh, you're just paranoid." Right. And then, and that's when a man walks in with trench coat that's yeah. standing behind him. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, by, by the way, when she first comes in, she hands him scripts to some PSAs that oh, they're right, going to have to right. record before tomorrow's show. Yeah. He normally shows up to the show like five seconds before they go he live. He does. How, when are they well, going to Well, I guess he has to come in early ne- tomorrow. I know. See, that's the thing. Like, he does no prep work for the show, so it seems weird when she hands him something to do before the show. Well, that, like... on Wednesdays he comes in early, okay? Oh, okay. That's, that's what we're going to assume. I've also noticed Bulldog has stopped coming in after the show. He spent... He's, two, they got that studio fixed. Apparently, after all these like all this time, they finally yeah, fixed the Yeah, no studio. Bulldog. Yeah. Um, so the man in the trench coat mm-hmm. is John Giroux, Giroux, yep. yeah, who works for Harlow Safford, and mm-hmm. basically we find out that Harlow really likes Fraser and listens to his show, and right. that yeah they want a second opinion. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm just like, I do not think that you can legally do this because you would have like a conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... like I think this would actually get your like case thrown out which might be a reason why this lawyer wants Fraser to do it it might be or well more likely i think the judge would just say like you can't do you this you can't you can't do this yeah um like and a lawyer would know that you can't do this yeah you know like i've sat uh on a i've gotten called to do jury duty like a couple times and you know they ask you like a ton of questions like if that are conflict of interest, like if you don't like this, or do mm-hmm. you know this these people right. in this case, or right. though I guess maybe it would only be a conflict of interest if they hired like Harlow Stafford's. Is it Stafford or Safford? Safford. Safford. Yeah. Okay. If they hired like Harlow Safford's brother, not their witnesses' brother, because I mean you can. Um, like you can yeah but it's the other side it's the I other know. side of the thing i i still think it would be a conflict of interest i don't know i'm be. not a lawyer so. uh, yeah i'm not a lawyer i'm not a psychiatrist I, I, everything i've learned about lawyering i've learned from like daredevil <laughs> and um uh-huh. just night court <laughs> judge judy not even judge judy yeah, it's like they don't have lawyers on judge judy i don't judy. watch Judge Judy, but I did watch People's Court with you know Wapner. Mm-hmm. Yep, I watched both. Yeah, and but that's. The I mean, way. I've seen some Judge Judys. Uh-huh. I like that it, we calling it still was People's Court. It's just Judge Judy was on it. She took over. Oh, oh, oh! I was thinking. No, did she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there was the show Judge Judy. Yeah, I think I think like People's Court. It's like she became like her own personality, but I think she took over for People's Court, and these people really liked her, and then became Judge Judy. I thought that People's Court was still happening. I don't know, not really. Like important. they're two separate shows. Oh, yeah, I don't know. They were definitely two separate shows because I don't know. I don't know. It's not important. It's not what we're talking. <laughs> no, but welcome to the People's Court Judge Judy podcast. Or- where we talk about other people that are mad at other people, like Dave and I are. 
mad at each other. Mad yeah. about each other. Mad about you. <laughs> now it's a mad about you podcast. Oh, man. In, in a matter of seconds, it went from a Judge Judy People's Court <laughs> podcast to a mad about you podcast in the middle of our Frasier podcast. Okay, Speaking so... Speaking of Frasier... Uh, so, I, I just like... I just shortened this guy's name to JG. Uh-huh. Uh, which is hard to say. Yeah, So, he basically wants him to... Just go talk to the guy. Go talk to Zabrud. But he really wants him to convince Niles. Right. Which is, I think, illegal. I don't know that it's illegal. I know. I think that part is fine. But he's like, judge him on his actions, not on his age. I don't know why everyone is assuming that Niles... I don't think Niles will be judging somebody on their age. Right. No, I I agree. And And I think it's unfair. Like, I think age does... At some point, your body starts breaking down mm-hmm. and, like, your reflexes aren't as sharp and stuff. And that right. just happens with everyone. But that doesn't mean that you become an incompetent person. Right. And that would be in each individual because each individual's age, you know, like, every 85-year-old is not the same. Right. Absolutely. So, I think it just it just depends. Right. right. Um, so, you know, he's just saying, like, judge him on his actions, on his age... And I just don't think Niles is judging him on Right, no, I don't either. One thing I was kind of confused by, so Giroux tries to convince him by, basically convinces him by saying, you know, your last, your advice to your last caller was don't judge somebody without hearing his side of the story. And that's what he, like, wants Fraser to do now. Like, hear... Safford's side of the story. Mm-hmm. But when Fraser was giving that advice, Juru would have to have been, like, basically just the outside car. the door. Probably just outside the door. This happened seconds oh. ago. Well, maybe you can hear it from some special place. Maybe he was sitting in his car in the in the garage. If he was sitting in his car in the garage, he It takes some time. time. It takes some time. No, he was just pulling in. <laughs> I it guess. It takes mere seconds to get in this building. Uh-huh. Anyone can get in. <laughs> That's true. That okay, true. so you know, Fraser leaves and like Roz is on the phone with mm-hmm. the woman, mm-hmm. telling her to ignore Fraser's advice and get a detective. Okay, the, I know a lot of times we agree with what Roz says. Yeah, this is sometime where I do not agree with that. Yeah, definitely talk. I to mean, somebody. I feel like if your husband or like whatever your partner's acting really shady, everyone's gonna say everyone pretty much universally thinks like. This kind of behavior is not... It's not good that the husband's doing something where you have to check in on him. But there's a level of trust that you should have in your marriage. Right. And hiring a detective is... I don't know. Like, this is so... I hate these things in our society like this. Yeah. Because, you know, I just think, like, if you're somebody that thinks it's appropriate to look at anyone's, like, cell phone... Mm -hmm. I mean, the only time I th- I would think that it would be appropriate if Dave looked at my phone would be was if I asked him to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or like I was missing. <laughs> right. Right. But- I was missing. I was kidnapped from the house, mm-hmm. and my cell phone was here, <laughs> and Dave is looking at the cell phone to figure out where I am. Right. And of course, if this were a TV drama, somehow you would have taken a picture, a blurry picture of the kidnapper. Oh, yes. At that moment, you would have happened to be taking a selfie when he came up behind you. I would have to zoom and enhance and then yes. to, see, to get a better picture. Um, but that could only happen if I snooped on your phone. See, I just, I don't think Roz would, I don't think I would take uh, relationship advice from Roz because uh, she doesn't really have good relationships. Right. 
I think that, yeah, it's weird how the idea is that because she has so many of them, she has good advice, but they all exclusively fail. Like, and, and I don't think there's necessarily, oh man, there's just so much going on here. I don't want to like, I don't want to like necessarily like call out people and say like, you don't know the reasons her relationship fails. Right, right. I think it's just she has casual relationships with people that she sure, doesn't sure, want yeah. to have a serious relationship with. That's and true. that's totally fine and fair. Yeah. Um, but I don't think hiring a detective, I think it's a lot easier and a lot less expensive to just ask your husband and, and, you know, and if he, but I also think it's like knowing somebody. Right. I mean, which isn't to say there is never a time where the next step doesn't become hire a detective. Sometimes that happens. Like, sometimes you reach that point where it's like you ask, you talk, whatever, well, and some some still very I watch a lot of those happen. true crime shows, and, like, sometimes you, you don't know what people do. Right. Like, they go through all those receipts. They do crazy... People do, like, really bad and crazy things. Yeah. So... Yep. And they're very good at hiding those things. Yep. Um... But then I would figure, I would think that they're so good at hiding it, you wouldn't even suspect that they were doing anything, and that's why they get away with it. Sometimes, right? yeah. Sometimes. Uh, uh, anyways. Anyway, but, either way, Frazier catches her doing this. She does. I mean, he does. He does. Uh, she, she is calling people, and yeah. he catches her doing it. Yep. And she does say she's going to stop and that it was the only time she's ever done it. Yep. And she'll never, ever, ever do and it And then again. immediately goes to a different caller. Yeah. I like that he that she doesn't just go to a different caller. She picks it up and says, "Thanks for holding, Bill. I'm listening." She gives Frazier's like, like uh, catchphrase. I just, uh, I don't know. This really bothers me about Roz. Yeah, this isn't like. I mean, it doesn't. I think it's in, within her character. Yeah, but it's really not an acceptable thing for her to be doing. This is not. She's not the psychiatrist. She's a radio producer, and people are calling for the psychiatrist and. Look, there's, like, it. the fact that she's a producer means she can do a lot of things that Frazier can't, but it's not her job to be giving this advice. This is not what people are calling for. Yeah, but so. some people want to hear this. Sometimes people just want you to okay what they what they're what they already want to do. Sure. So if this woman already just wants to hire a private investigator, you're probably not going to be able to talk her out of it. So maybe that's what she wants to hear. Maybe. You know, well, maybe uh, she's you know, just calling for advice you know because how, she doesn't know, you know what to you do. You have everyone has a friend where they, you know, it's just like, "Oh yeah, I really want to start that business, but I'm like too scared." And they mm-hmm. want the friend to be like, "You should just do that." Yeah. And, you know, and then they do it, and then they fail, and you can be there to give them a big hug. <laughs> or they get really successful, and then and then you get to be a part of their entourage, uh-huh. and then you get to be the turtle. <laughs> it works better if you know how to drive. Uh, yeah, it is much easier. Otherwise, to be... like, just imagine all that free champagne and, like, cupcakes and, like... <laughs> get to go to the aquarium when no one else is there and all those clothes you're gonna get oh man there remember there were so many episodes of entourage featuring turtle going to the aquarium well because his name is turtle man of course of course um so but anyway uh that's entourage and that's from our entourage podcast but the fraser podcast we're in a new scene um, We're at Safford's house. At Safford's house. Apparently, there's some kind of life-size model train going around the grounds. I don't know if it's life-size, but it's well, big no. enough to ride. 
It is big. It's well, and, big it, and it almost, you know, I like how Fraser like words this and it gets his like heel uh-huh. like of a shoe like in the soft like grass or yeah. something, and it, it almost like hits him. He almost had a. Uh, never mind. It was, it's like I was almost gonna give a spoiler for. I mean, it's a movie twenty years old, but you know, still, I'm not gonna say what the movie it was. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. I like. Okay, so he slides down a fire pole. Okay, let me tell you this. Uh-huh. I wanted a fire pole in my house. Um, if I was Harlow Stafford, sorry, I keep saying Stafford, Harlow Stafford Rich, we would have a fire pole. Absolutely. Well, that would be really not great for the neighbors underneath us <laughs> that were like sliding into their home. Yeah. If we were Harlow Stafford Rich, we wouldn't have downstairs neighbors. Rude? You're just going to kick them out of their house? We would not live in this house. We would oh. live in a different house. We would get a different house that would have... A fire pole and a and and a, a bounce room like a trampoline room. A whole room? I just want yes. a trampoline. No, I want a whole room. I want it like like one of those trampoline gyms. Like I want like that. Oh, level. yeah. Like I want a room like that. Like absolutely. You can. I'm, yeah, we don't have a model train, but we got a trampoline room and a fire pole and 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 and, and a guinea pig ranch. <laughs> no, that's that's for you. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I just want like okay. There's a video on YouTube. It's like a guinea pig parade. It's at this Japanese zoo. Uh huh. They just so cute. They just parade out. <laughs> they do. It is very cute. It's <laughs> so adorable. Like who doesn't want that? Yeah. And of course you'd have an arcade. Well, yeah. I mean, we're TJF arcade. Of course we would have an arcade. Um. So. But anyways. Uh, Saffron doesn't have that because he's in the trains. He also calls mm-hmm. Fraser Sparky as well. He does. he does. And he's wearing the firefighter hat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I like that it's just for laughs. Like, he, it seems very... He's just like, why Why do you have a fire pole? It's faster to get down stairs. You know, why the hat? It's fun. Like it's I like that thing. he like, tries it on and, and Fraser's all like, it is sort of fun. And he's just like... Not on you. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Poor Fraser. Uh, can't be fun. And it's true. Uh, so, Harlow... That's not true. It's kind Har- of true. Harlow uh, really wants, you know, to, you know, hey, can you convince my son, like, I'm not nuts. Right. Uh, and he... Fraser just really seems to think that he's just kind of whimsical and unconventional. Yeah. yeah. He calls people Sparky because it makes them smile. Yep. Which I feel like... And, and like Harlow says, yeah, I spent my whole life being conventional. I just want to be what I want to be now. Yeah. And, and I love it. I love that. And uh, he offers him... Well, Fraser thinks it's a cigar, but mm-hmm. it's a lollipop. <laughs> yeah. And I like that he takes one and then puts it in his pocket for yep. later. Yep. I would love... I know this isn't going to happen, but I would love if like that... Ended up coming back, like, six episodes from now. Like, where, like, he just reaches into his pocket and gives someone a lollipop that's just there. And it's just one that's, like, still there from when he met. Well, the the pocket you mimicked was not the right pocket that he put it in. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, actually, I think everybody watching will say that it was. (laughs) Uh, They all saw... Um, well, as this is just the audio version of this podcast, and there is no visual version I'm of this correct. one. As a result, everything I said is true. Which is why I wanted to film this one. <laughs> yeah. so, just in case. In your face! You wanted to film this one just in case. I sort of Snapchat of that. I, 
You wanted to film this one just in case I pantomimed taking a lollipop out yeah, of the wanna, wrong Yeah, I want to make sure that I got all your mistakes on film, is basically uh-huh. what uh-huh. I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, so we go through all the different things. Yeah, he, like, he sold the property really cheap. Um, because it was a young married couple that... I don't know if we talked about that before. It's like one of the things. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, okay. that, that he was... Because he's... The way it was worded is he's selling property for half his pro- half of what it's worth. Mm-hmm. The way he explains it is he sold a property for less than what it's worth because this young married couple really liked it, couldn't afford it, and he likes to help people out, which is great. Are you kidding? Again... I mean, if he did that all the time, it would not be good. Sure, but like... Again, if I was Harlow Safford Rich, I would help people out this way as I much mean, as I, I could. I mean, I think even when... I think we try to help out people even not being rich. Right. I'm talking, I can't give someone a property for half Well, we price. don't own any property. Exactly. But so, yes. Um, I see what you're saying. The only time I can do that is when I give up, like, a Monopoly property for, like, less than, like, what it's worth. Oh my gosh, can we not talk about that? Mm-hmm. Don't bring it up again. Um, uh, so I like that he just went on the train because he wanted an adventure mm-hmm. and he wanted to do it before he was too old to jump from a moving car yeah because at 78 that's not too old but uh, yeah you gotta live out your fantasies while you can yeah another thing I liked about that is when Frazier is trying to bring it up he says um, he informs me that you recently indulged in an unorthodox not to mention hazardous mode of travel and he's just like that pompous weenie that's exactly how he would word that but that's how Frazier worded it um also that's so mean to call your son a pompous weenie <laughs> well he is in a pretty serious like legal battle with his son so if there's any ever a time for him to call his son a pompous weenie though i you know what's weird is at a certain point in your life like, a lot of... I see this a lot on TV shows, and mm-hmm. since we're talking about one, it makes sense that I bring this uh-huh. up. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, the, the person never knew their father growing up, but somebody else has to get involved and be like, oh, you know, I didn't know my father growing up because he died, so you need to ma- be in a relationship with your father, even though it was a total deadbeat that you didn't know, and you had to, like, kick him out of the house because uh-huh. he was, like, a drug addict and all these things. Uh-huh. And it's just, like... Why and this? There's also like a Doctor Who episode yeah, about that. And I, and I think like at some point people do things that are unforgivable, and sometimes they're your parents, right? And I don't think it's somebody else's business for you to choose, right? Like it's you if you feel like you can like let go and be like, oh well, I forgive them, right? And you feel like you can be closer together and that does happen sure yeah but i just hate it because i'm like sometimes that sometimes family stuff is not you can't just fix it just because you're related you can't just be nice to somebody because they're related so like in the same instance he's calling his son this his son it's like he's obviously not close to his son because well i mean who who's really say right but we don't know their relationship to each other but probably not all that close at this point. They may have been at some point, but it seems like not anymore. Um, no, they probably weren't because you know he wasn't really there. He was busy being a business person and true. getting all this money. You know, true. we know about the deadbeat dads, <laughs> deadbeat rich dads. <laughs> yep. Anyways, I, I love that Fraser has one last question. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it's great because they get so close. They're so like it's it's like like he's gonna ask this really close, embarrassing, personal, like intimate question. Yeah, and. He's just like, 
can I slide down that pole? <laughs> like, Frasier just wants to slide down the pole. I know. I love it. I love it. It's... Like he's so See, he is having fun. He is having fun, but I think it's because he's like enamored with like Safford. Like it's, yeah. it's just so charming that like it's bringing out this sense of whimsy that like anyone else, like if if Martin was like let's slide down the pole, Fraser would be like no, never. Like that I would never yeah. ever do this. Like that's a ridiculous, awful thing. That of course you would like that, but then. But Frazier, but like uh, Harlow brings it up, and he's just like suddenly really wants to. He thinks it looks like a lot of fun, and uh, and that brings us to oh yeah, there's another thing when he brings when they're talking about why he calls people Sparky, mm-hmm. he suggests Frazier does it with his patients because it would make them smile, and Frazier's like I feel like it wouldn't go over very well with the uh, the people getting electroshock. Fraser's a radio psychiatrist. His patients are not getting electroshock therapy. Well, somebody that could call him. And also oh. that, I don't know in the 90s, <laughs> but that is a really rare thing that isn't happening as much now. Anymore. Oh, it actually does happen now. Because I know sp- it does happen, but I don't think it's as common well, as okay. it was at one point. It's definitely, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more like... We've tried antidepressants mm-hmm. and like different drugs and therapies, right. and this is a last kind of you yeah. know we're trying this because it's worked in other people right. with similar. It's not like it seems like at one point, at least the way it's portrayed in a lot yeah. of things, it seems to have been like, here's the thing that we do because whatever, let's try it. As opposed to there are a few specific instances where they do a very specific, carefully planned out thing that works for this particular condition not well they're crazy let's go zap their brains until they die like which is how well, it's i mean they should well yeah like in like movies or something right yeah yeah like you, you your point should not be trying to kill the patient well no obviously but I, I but mean, it definitely it, seems like that in movies and things yeah but i i i have seen something where this person was she was i think like 16 or something and they basically had exhausted a lot of different things and right. and they she tried it and like it was scary but it worked for her right and so you know but it seemed like that that was not the first course of action for them right right um, so i guess what i mean is like fraser doesn't prescribe electroshock yeah, yeah. therapy right like, right it, or of course we it's haven't heard him say that well i don't think he can do that like he can't prescribe it he could suggest someone go to a therapist well he definitely wrote his own script on a yeah but he doesn't prescribe it to other people because he doesn't see patients like he yeah yeah he did his patients are the people on the phone and so the people who are currently fraser crane patients yeah i would think he refers them because i think like we heard an episode where they were like oh stay in line and refer you sure yeah yeah. somebody else i think he said that on one of the episodes so yeah like he's definitely not doing that so yes yeah. I agree. And yeah. I totally agree. I was just saying, like, it's not even that commonly done anymore. <laughs> right. So it's, you know. Right. And that brings us to the next section. Which I love the title of. <laughs> yep. If I had only worn my cotton chinos. Um, which, um, yeah, it is I'm like, if you don't amazing. know what a chino is, it's pants. Yes. Um, so I don't know, like, a, is a chino a kind of, like, cut of pants or something? Like, I know I what they a, are. Yeah, I think it's a specific I always think of them as style. khaki. Yeah, I think it's it's khaki-like. I've definitely, because I've... It's weird that people call them khakis because, like, it's just a color. color. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's definitely a kind of 
dress pants. Yeah. Because I've definitely at least tried on, if not bought, chinos for work, but I don't remember if what, anything I've actually bought. He doesn't bought. know what he wears. I don't know my clothes. That's because of the electroshock therapy. I guess. Yeah, well, it is. It does. He it, nearly died so many times. Uh, yep. Uh, anyway, so we're back at Fraser's apartment. Fraser's doing a little. By the thing. way, not trying to make light of people that have to get electric. No, not therapy. at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. I was. Like, I was. That. That was a joke. Yeah. I don't think it's a joke to make fun of that. Right. Yeah. It was. I want to make that clear. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Martin. Martin's gonna watch some TV, but unfortunately has some bad timing because Fraser is reading a book in the middle of the living room. I don't know why he can't just be reading in his bedroom. Mm. I mean, it is his apartment. He should be able to. Um, it's Martin's apartment too. Excuse me. It is the apartment. I don't just. Gigi is not just my cat. It's our cat, and also she's our own catty being. That is true. No one really owns her. Fraser is there first reading. He has every right to try and read there, and also Martin's going to use his headphones. He is going to use his headphones. Um, so, so he wants to watch this championship fight, uh-huh. and I like this. I love this. Okay. Mm-hmm. He says that one of his police buddies uh-huh. has a pirate antenna. Uh-huh. His police buddy is breaking the law right. to have cable yeah. to to record this game. Right. Not only watches the game, records it, uses police headquarters equipment or like like to put it in like an official business official business envelope, envelope. to like curry it over it yeah. to Martin. Right now. This, okay, not very long ago, just a couple of episodes ago, yes. Martin was talking about mm-hmm. how he has never so much as fixed a parking ticket. Well, he didn't say he didn't allow his buddies to do it for him. I know, but it just seems so, like, this This is, like, f- four different kinds of illegal. Who is this Harden? Well, the people he's stealing the cable from, I guess. The people he's stealing from, the cable from, um, the, like, the, the station... Using up like official police like materials so that he can watch his thing, you know. It's ah, police don't have anything to do. But <laughs> I got nothing to do. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. It just seems so very out of his character to do something so very clearly illegal on a number of fronts when he hasn't. His thing is he never fixed a parking ticket. Well. He didn't say he didn't have pirated cable and, like, tape fights for his buddies. That's true. Uh, okay, so I love that Fraser was talking about how he's all walking, he, like, he's walking all funny yeah. now because he was wearing his uh, woolen trousers when he was sliding down the fire pole. Yeah, it's like repeatedly, repeatedly down the fire pole. So, yeah. It just, I, so I'm guessing, like, it's like a balloon that causes a spark, some friction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You... Static electricity commonly created by taking a piece of wool, rubbing it on some metal or some glass, and you end up with static electricity. So yeah, I bet I bet he would. Um, or it's just chafing from like frequently rubbing against the inside of his thighs, you know, because that would hurt too. I would is imagine. that is that what happens when you repeatedly go down a slide? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're gonna have your legs closed around the pole. So wherever the pole is touching, it's going to be rubbing against your your pants. I guess, but people do pole dancing, though. People, I think don't, people don't do pole dancing in like wool trousers. Well, that's true, but I also think like they use powder, like you use powder on your right. legs, uh-huh. or you do something when you're doing, because otherwise you stick to the pole. Like if right. you've ever touched like those poles, like 
you know, like even on the subway, you know, mm-hmm. they get like sticky. You right. can't. You're gonna have friction because you're right. of your skin. So I think they um, use like powder and stuff. Right. And again, you don't wear. You know, a you're not wearing wool trousers. B you're not just sliding down the pole over and over and over. No, again. but you're doing like crazy spins and stuff. You know <laughs> how like how hard that is to do? It's that really is hard. That is true. It is true. I, I mean, I would never I would never imply that that isn't hard to do. Like, yeah, absolutely. But um I mean, the only like pole, I mean like, okay, I'm trying to think. Like, you know on the playgrounds, they have the poles that you can slide down? Yeah. They always like stick. You always do the thing where you like you're, you're hanging on to it, but then you're holding them with your hands, and it's like squeak, 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 like all the way down because like your hands are like sticking to the pole. Um, um I've had my hands hurt from sliding down. Yeah, no, pole. I have absolutely no. I, I'm saying I fully get why. No, I totally get it too. I'm just like thinking at last. I'm just yeah. talking. I'm just yeah. talking and thinking because it's been too long. Because I don't go to a playground every day. I don't even know where there is a playground around here. Yeah, you do. I know where there's a playground around here. That has a little pole? That oh, inside now? That's, that's not what you said. I don't know if the one that I know of has a pole. I just, I know where there's a playground around here. I don't know if it has a pole to slide down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that one has, like, a fence. I feel like would be frowned upon if I'm just, like, in there, like, wee! <laughs> I mean, maybe why why people are at school. <laughs> yes. I can just have, you know, my, my own fun time. You know, like, I like swinging on a swing, too, you know? <laughs> Yep. Gosh. Yep. So never uh, too old to enjoy some swinging. Wait, that sounds bad. Uh, that that sounds bad. I mean, like you know. Speaking of swinging, uh, Fraser's door swings open after <laughs> Niles rings the doorbell. Uh, Daphne immediately warns. I love this. She, she immediately warns Niles. Don't oh, say yes. anything about the boxing match. You know, your father's watching it right now. And then, yeah, Niall says, I didn't know it was boxing season. And <laughs> I've noticed that the audience laughs a lot at this joke. Uh-huh. Because is this, like, filmed in front of an audience? There's a big laugh right here. That, that seems very natural to I me. I feel like we've talked about this, and I'm not sure. Because Cheers was, but yeah. they would say that beforehand. So, so maybe it's not. Know. Whatever. I felt it felt really natural but like there's lots of laughing here i don't i don't know why that's so hilarious maybe they just decided that's a big laugh i mean it's funny because there it shows niles complete misunderstanding of how yeah. boxing works because there yeah, there's no boxing it's season. not like but i mean there's kind of like a football time yeah there's a football season but boxing is really happen. like any time po- boxing is basically it's like 365 yeah, every single day there's a major boxing match. No, it just happens. Do people when... still do boxing now? Yeah, absolutely. There was just a major match like a couple of months ago. Um, I like a... I like the point that we're trying to make is that their boxing's happening all the time. But you're like, there's a major fight two months ago. No, no. Okay, what you said is it happening now? Uh, I thought you meant like this year. Like, but no, the, like, it, there's major gaps in between fights, but it's not in any season. But, like, how many people, season. like, is there, like, a Western Conference, an Eastern Conference, like, no, West no, no. Side Boxers and some East Side Boxers? Like, how's it work? No, how so do you tell who are, fights who? Well, so, up until a certain point, there are, there are circuits and people fight to try and get up those circuits and things like that. Like Short Circuit? Just like Short Circuit. But then, once you get to, like, the top of the heavyweight, like... What's a heavyweight? Heavyweight are people above a certain weight. Like you're, you have a weight class, and people that fight only fight like a sumo? other people. Yeah, no, they only fight people within a similar weight that are a similar weight to them. Because oh. 
it wouldn't be fair for like a really big guy to fight somebody who's significantly smaller because they just have such an advantage over them. So, so you get grouped into certain weight classes Uh and then you fight your way up these various like circuits and tournaments and things around like the country and around the world for heavyweights. Once you get to the top of those, that's how you prove yourself as being like, you're always winning. And that's how you're at the top. You, You stay at the top of those. Then people start, you have the person who's like the heavyweight champion of the world. How does okay one? I do not know how Dave knows this. I've never <laughs> seen him watch boxing or know it's anything just one of those about things it. Things I know, and then so basically, you have to you can challenge that. Like if you're trying, if you say I'm good enough to beat the heavyweight champion, you just challenge them. You challenge you them. like like to a duel. Like I'm gonna like duel you. Like yeah, tomorrow but they at noon. Might just be like nope. Oh, and like then, deny you? Yeah, so that was a big thing. Um, it was recently, it was because um, it was uh, Manny Pacquiao and someone else, I can't remember, and like Pacquiao was trying to get this fight to happen for a long time, and he kept getting turned down, and then like... Oh, do you think he gets really depressed about that? Like, is it really upsetting? <laughs> Probably, because it's worth millions of dollars, so... Well, the other... Do you think it's just because the other person thought they were going to lose? Because, like, why would you give up your, like, seat if you you don't have to? For the millions of dollars. Yeah, but if you lose, you don't get any dollars. No, you do. You still get paid quite a bit. What? But there's, like, betting. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Well, because I don't think you get as much. And also, usually, you're going to bet on yourself. Because usually, the fights happen in, like, Vegas. You can't bet on yourself. Of course you can. You just don't. You can't bet on the other guy. Of course like, you can bet legally, on yourself. You can bet on yourself? Of course. Do you think the president, the, when there's a presidential election, they like bet on themselves? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but, like, so, I mean, the thing is that, like, in boxing, you can definitely bet on yourself. In some other sports, it's a little questionable because, like, that's Well, why... I know, like, Wayne Gretzky got into her. Or Wayne Gretzky's wife. Yeah. Wait, like, that was bad. There right. were some... Like, Pete Rose is the more famous one. He's one of the most famous, like... He's, I don't know who that is. He's a baseball player who played for the Cincinnati Reds, and he was one of the great... Like, he was one of the greatest hitters of all time, but then he was caught betting on his own games, and it's not clear that he ever bet against... This has nothing to do with boxing it's, season. It, 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 well, okay. True. But basically, that's why he can't be in the Hall of Fame now. It's because he got caught betting. Because he's a dirty game. cheater. All right. Not necessarily. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, I'm sure I'm I'm sure I just insulted everyone, and you know, probably dirty cheater too. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about it. I like I understand what you're saying. I just. We're just super off topic here. Okay. So, again. Yeah. Freaking what? again. We, we don't go off topic. So, Niall. So, I love that. Okay, yeah. So, he he's really psyched because, like, he's much in the paper. But mm-hmm. he's, like, buried on page 32. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, so Daphne's, like, reading it out loud. Like, yeah. Or was Niles? Da- well, so, Daphne was, Well, well right? first, Niles is trying to show them, but it's, like, right by the sports section. So Martin, like, slaps oh, so it halfway across How does he even him. know? Like, these are the worst <laughs> headphones of all time. He needs a Bose one. He does. 
That's the thing. I think the, those like noise canceling headphones hadn't been invented yet. Oh my gosh. Dave and I were testing out those noise, some noise canceling headphones and we were just like standing and talking to each other, like in the target, trying <laughs> to see if we could hear each other. And it was so bizarre. It is bizarre. Because it, I was just like, I don't know if Dave is actually talking to me or uh-huh. if he's just mouthing words to like mess with me. Yeah. No, I definitely like heard a few sounds like really, really quietly. Yeah. But yeah, those are impressive. Um, it kind of freaks me out because I don't, like, I can understand them, like, on an airplane or, like, when you're at home, but it would freak me out to wear them. Like, like walking I, around in public. Yeah, because yeah. I want to hear stuff then. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I. But if, like, I was on, like, an airplane. Right. But even so, I was just, like, hearing stuff that's going on. Yeah. I want to yeah. know what's going on. When, when there's something scary, when, like, a shark is on the plane. <laughs> And people are like, ah, oh, there's a shark. Unless, uh, like, I want to like be able to see that. Yeah, I guess I could. Everyone's like having a commotion. I'm just like <laughs> enjoying some like, I don't know. It's I mean, Turner and Hooch. I mean, I definitely want to know if I'm on like that plane that that recently where like the guy's pet tarantula got out. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Why did they allow to have a tarantula on the plane? Is that a thing you're allowed to have a front tarantula on the plane? <laughs> oh my god! This guy did. That's the second time this year. What? That somebody's pet tarantula got out. How? Whoa, 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 whoa! They can go through security with that. Okay, because I know like I heard like. Cats, they really... Okay, I was reading, like, 32 facts about the TSA <laughs> uh-huh. or something like that. And, like, one of them is that they don't like cats, really, because the cats, like, get through the scanner and then they freak out because you can't do... You know, you have to hold them. Right. And cats don't... Like, some cats are fine. Right. But, like, our current cat, she would not like to no. be held through a thing. No. She would have freaked out and she would jump away and then and then they can, like, quarantine the whole thing. They can, like, shut down the airport because this thing didn't get scanned. Right. And, you know, they probably are, like, majority of the time is, like, this cat is totally fine. But they have to, like, for security reasons, being like, you know, who knows? Right, right. So as we were saying, noise-canceling headphones. (laughs) Anyways, I love that she's, like, reading the paper or, like, and, and, you know, it gets to the part, like, Niles, his brother was free, and he just stops her and so it's like, no, the rest is filler. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, that's not important. Right. Uh, so, so Fraser then confesses, because of course he feels guilty. We know right. about Fraser's conscience. Right. Uh, and uh, about Mr. Giroux. Right. Giroux? Giroux. Giroux. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus, I don't think it's his guilt. I think it's that the whole point was that he was supposed to talk to Niles. Okay, so. So, um, so he goes to talk to Niles about yeah, Mr. And, Safford. And I love that they're just, like, just stirring Martin, and he's just, like, telling them to be quiet this whole time, and they yeah. keep, like, going farther away, but yeah. he's still being too loud. Right. Because Fraser can't have a conversation without going into an angry, raging, screaming match. Wow. Um, so, that's... Well, Niles is mad at Fraser too, for, like, butting in, mm-hmm. and he feels like, oh, you're trying to show me up, which right. is not true, because he was asked to do this, and but... he did decline. Right, right. He's just trying to have a conversation. And then he basically, though he does say, like, oh, I was just trying to protect you. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. And so, and then he's like, well, you only took this case so you could be on TV. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't even give a hoot about TV. And, mm-hmm. like, Martin's just like, well, some of us do. <laughs> right. And then they go into the kitchen because we know that no one can hear anything in the kitchen. Right. Which says a lot about what's about to happen. So... So Fraser thinks Niles is wrong. Is basically just trying to convince him mm-hmm. that 
hey, and and things are getting loud, and I, I, I love this scene because, like, Daphne's, like, cleaning the stove or whatever, yeah. and she's, like, has some jazz music on or something. Yeah, yeah. And, like, obviously the music is getting louder. Like, she obviously, like, turns yeah, it up as turn- they're arguing. Right, right. Um, and their argument, like, gets really, really loud. Also, did you notice the the vase wobbling on the fridge? Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was like, just like... Frasier bumps that vase, and I'm just like, oh, man, like, that yeah. could totally have fallen. That would have... Could uh, Like, you'd have to start over, like, recording the scene without that vase there, because, yeah. like... Like, the continuity thing would be so weird. Like, if they had broken that, they'd have to, like, just start over. Because it's so so prominent. But I I really love this because, like, Martin ends up going in there Mm -hmm. to basically say they're being too loud. Which is funny because they always have their secret conversations in there. But they're usually more hushed tones. uh, Yeah, yeah. This is something like a really loud argument. Right. Plus, Daphne's turning the music And basically... it comes to the point of like Fraser's gonna go to court. He'll see Niles there. Mm-hmm. Um, He's gonna testify against him. Yeah, and Martin comes in, and tells him to be quiet, and then I lo- I love like Fraser being like, you know, Daphne, you c- you need to turn this down. <laughs> Martin's Dead. trying to, yeah. Yeah, trying to watch a fight. Yeah, yeah. and because uh, so how much do you need to hear to watch a boxing match? Really? That's what I was thinking. Like, what do you need to hear? Like the announcer like talking about the yeah. Uh, I mean. I think there are certain things that the announcer can like, say. Because, like, I watch hockey games, mm-hmm. and I don't really need to hear the announcer. It, it's Announcers are more important, like, when you're watching on TV. But if mm-hmm. you're, like, paying attention... Right. Like, if you're listening to the radio, yeah, sure. Right. You need to hear everything. <laughs> of course, Pretty yes. much, or yeah. you're going to miss everything. But if you're, like, watching on TV, you have some kind of context. Right. Also, like, can you turn on the closed captions? <laughs> Um, not on a VHS tape of, uh, like, of a TV show. Like a, also, probably, like, cover up the whole boxing match. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that brings us to the new new scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. It's a packed house. Uh, we got, um, you know, Harlow and Oh, and this has Drew. a section. This has a section title, though. It does? How yeah, another it? reason to keep cameras out of the courtroom. Oh, somehow I glanced away and missed that entirely. You cannot glance away. Apparently, I can't glance. During a Fraser. I know. I you know it's weird. I thought it was weird. This didn't have a title, but I didn't see it. Why yeah. didn't you rewind? Because there wasn't one to rewind to. There definitely was. Apparently, there was. So. Okay, so I love that Harlow wants. Okay, so why Frazier is doing this for free, which I think is strange. I don't think it's strange. It's a part of his integrity. He care like he wants to make sure that like an innocent person doesn't end up getting like put in like some sort of like institute or like institute, you know, whatever it's called. Uh a home, basically. He doesn't want him to end up being put into a home and losing his like He's in a home. Not like that. Um, you know, he he's he's just cares about the a integrity. Facility. He wants to make sure that like somebody doesn't lose his like control over his life just because a, his son is trying to like take his stuff. So, so, so Harlow suggests that he donates to charity, mm-hmm. and Fraser's like, you know, you can just. He wants Fraser to pick it, but Fraser's right. like, no, you should just. Pick yeah, it. you can choose. Yeah. Um, and Fraser. So goes, then Fraser goes to talk to Niles, right? Yeah. Which can you do that? Sure, I mean, I guess. Like, but I love that their whole thing is 
you know, he's just basically telling Niles, oh, you can back out now, <laughs> save your reputation. Yeah, have him put a big blue ball he's over making, your face. He's, uh, then he starts making fun of, like, so Niles is, like, looking in a mirror, yeah. and apparently, like, he's wearing makeup. Yeah, he's wearing makeup. He's taking I, I love that Fraser says it's, like, Dr. Dr. Revlon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he said it's a medication from his, from his dermatologist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, as soon as the, the case starts, Niles is like mugging for the camera. Well, I love that thing. Cause like he says a thing about his medication rubbing off on his collar. <laughs> right. And yeah, he, he definitely, um, yeah, he totally is mugging for the camera. It's yeah, really absolutely. funny. And like when the judge comes in and he's like standing up he's yeah. like standing up like looking right at the camera right, not like, even at, not the, at the judge yeah he's like and then he's saying like hello your honor which is so not like you don't say things like that nope. you just stand up and then you sit down and i totally I, screwed that up once that's probably really? why they didn't want me to do <laughs> when i was on the jury i didn't stand up that one time uh-huh. and they're just like she is not fit to pick that's true. I was. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So it starts with Fraser testifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that he walks over and stands between Niles and the camera. Like, he purposefully stands there and Niles <laughs> yeah. is constantly trying to, like, like look go around. around. And, yeah. 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 It was pretty um, funny. And knowing that Niles' uh, testimony is full of, like, statistics and, like, quote like yes. like boring literary quotes and things starts off by pointing out that his won't have that yeah um, which like i feel like it has more impact if you've already heard the one that has that like if somebody goes up and does that testimony and then you're like mine isn't going to have all kinds of dry stats and blah 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 then it's more and but it, more it's still fraser anyway so it's going to be dry anyways but True. he does talk about this normalcy and narrow terms mm-hmm. he definitely has like things that sound good yeah no he's definitely planned for this and and like he i like when he talks about that because when he's talking about being normal he starts shouting diabetes yeah in the stafford middle. yells diabetes yeah. yeah yep and uh he's just like oh you know he's he he's just so excited to get to a charity <laughs> right. but he wants to help people with diabetes because those poor people can't eat sugar like it's not just like oh, this is a terrible disease, it kills people, it makes their lives so difficult, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, those poor people can't eat sugar. Yep. And, which, kind of a first sign that something's, something's a little up. Um, I feel like this is very similar, we're, we're starting to see stuff that's very similar to when he was endorsing that political candidate. Oh, yeah. Who, like, like um, sees the UFO. sees UFOs, yeah. Or believes that he was abducted. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I think we're starting to see the, the cracks, you know. Oh, uh, well, I love that Frazier says he's like, oh, he, he's, he's just a romantic. And right. then you hear the train whistle. <laughs> and I love this because why did Harlow's lawyer allow him to bring a train whistle with him? Well, I mean, it's not like he patted him down. I'm sorry, but the lawyer knows that there's something wrong with Harlow. He, there's no yeah. way he doesn't know. Sure, sure. But he's that's his lawyer. He's supposed to protect his... He's trying to work for his client and do what the client And I wants. love that he's like... 
so like Harlow puts on the hat and he talks about all the hats that Harlow wears. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah, it's just falling apart. Yeah. And then we go to uh basically he what he starts like punching well, everyone's like- he gets up, he stands up with his, like, conductor's hat on, makes an announcement for the stops of the train, and then starts telling, you know, yelling all aboard and goes around, like, punching people's tickets, which are just yeah. whatever pieces of paper he can find. Right. Um, and then, finally, yeah, he announces all the stops, and it's just like, the next stop is, and Fraser says, I think I know what your next stop is. Aww. Uh, basically, so- he's lost, so... So we flash to like kind of the end scene, and mm-hmm. they're still in the courtroom. And mm-hmm. Fraser's like, "You know, you were right. I, you know, I was wrong." And then it kind of reminded me of that earlier episode. Remember where like Fraser goes up to Niles, and I was like, "It's your turn to apologize. I apologized <laughs> yeah, yeah. last time." Right. Yeah, yeah. And it made me wonder if they're still doing that. Yeah. So probably it's like when when both of them are wrong. Like, when it's definitely both of them are wrong, then they just kind of go back and forth. But in this situation, it seems pretty clear Niles said one thing. But I don't think, like, Frazier was trying to do this to be against Niles. No, no, no. I think he really believed that Harlow was, was being normal. Yeah, absolutely. But and, th- and that's the thing. He's admitting he is He was wrong. saying he's unconventional and, like, whimsical and right. likes these things. He didn't really... Th- I don't think he's spent enough time with him to make a really good, like, mental evaluation of him. Right. Like, you usually have, like, tests and things. You probably do a lot. Yeah, I feel like you don't make a decision like this on, on, on a five-minute conversation. Yeah, I mean, it obviously was more time than that because you slid down the fire pole a lot. <laughs> right. But it seems like he had already made the decision by the time that started. Yeah. Like, he had a five-minute conversation with him, decided the guy's fine, slid on his fire pole a bunch of times, and then left. <laughs> So Niles is actually admits to like and being like the fame that right Fraser has he's, right, which is why I was asking earlier. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if he has before in this like plane of a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's just like I'm envious of your fame and like and basically he's saying like oh you know it's not your fault you you always and I think this is true. He was telling Fraser like. You approach life with this, like, positive attitude, and you, you know, you look for, like, the positivity in, like, people. Right. And and I think that's true. Like, that yeah. Fraser has talked about that time and time again. Like, he tries to see people as good. Right. And he's often disappointed by that. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's what makes it funny. Right. But I, I feel like most people are good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, and he's saying like he admires him for it, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then and then and I think like uh, Fraser does something really nice and kind here for Niles, where mm-hmm. he says that he wants to hear the testimony, his testimony that I didn't get to read out. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I'm pretty sure sitting in the like judge's chair and doing the gavel is illegal. Yeah. yeah I don't. I, I think don't, isn't that a thing? Like, I mean, is it like? A, I don't know if it's illegal, but like. I feel like they wouldn't have been allowed to just It's be, frowned upon. Yeah. I don't know I don't if know if they can do most of what they're doing in this scene. Um, like hanging out the, in the court? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also... In the room? Well, so also, um, 
but before that happens, because Frazier mentions that like what he thinks Niles really wants is just recognition as a good psychiatrist, and he says like, and you are a good psychiatrist, and he's he's like, so so what's the tiny detail? What's the one little thing that I missed that you caught that made you realize that? you know, that there was something wrong. And he was like, well, in the middle of our interview, he took his trousers off and tried to put them on the cat. Which, again, doesn't seem too crazy to me. I could say he's trying to put some pants on a cat. Your own pants? Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. If it just seems like the right situation. Um, you know. Yeah, you can't just, like, you don't have a stranger over to your house and then I take guess. your own pants off. I, I guess. mean, maybe, uh, but you're not putting them on the cat. I guess. I guess with the the fact. Gigi that, would be very scared if she tried to put pants on her. Probably, yeah. I think she, she would. She was she's, not. She's like scared that. of most things. So yeah, she's simply scared yeah. of pants. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I like. I like that. That was the very subtle sign that maybe yeah, something was off. Yeah, because it's not so subtle. Right. I and I feel like if Niles is just, I wonder if he. The weird thing is, um, in the beginning of this, he talks about like doing this case and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're actually t- allowed to talk about these cases why they're happening. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like, um, I, I feel like he wouldn't have been able to have like do. He say, wouldn't be able to say that at least any details of it. Right, and but yeah, he definitely gives ev- like a like, lot of details. Yeah, that, and like, I and I don't think like you're allowed to do that. I mean, I know you're not allowed to do that. Like, I I didn't really say, but I did sit on the jury. Right, and that's one of the things they they tell you like you're right. not allowed to talk about this case like don't right. talk about it when you're outside of right. this so that's i think specific to the jury because talking to somebody else about it outside of the case, outside of the courtroom might influence the way that you respond to it so i think it's specifically that the jury isn't allowed to talk to people outside of it well that's true uh, because i mean we see you see it on the news all the time. Once the court case has started, like people in a big court case, like there will be reports well, from you people. You can use TV as a. No, I'm saying that like the news, like news reporters in oh. an actual court. Well, case. I know, like when you're on a jury, that you're not allowed to watch the news. But you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's because people, reporters sitting in on the case, can talk about what happened in the case and have discussions about it and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and so. that's not supposed to influence you yeah yeah right, yeah. Right. so i yeah so maybe it was totally fine yeah um so not only does he get to do this testimony for fraser mm-hmm. he pays the judge or the bailiff the bailiff, the, the bailiff yeah. to do the thing he's getting really like passionate about yeah. it he doesn't have his jacket on right and he's throwing papers around and gesticulating which wildly. makes me wonder like what what exactly he was gonna say? I know, he's like, very passionate. I, I love the idea of like seeing this happen, like for everybody. Uh, by the way, does anyone gesticulate in any way other than wildly? They just said the phrase gesticulating wildly, and I realized like, does anyone say the phrase gesticulating? Yes, but only followed by wildly. Like I feel like nobody gesticulates moderately. Well, calmly. no one. Wa- what does anyone? Well, yeah, because if you're gesturing mm-hmm. uh, calmly, right. no one is going to talk about it. Right. I just think it's interesting that nobody uses the word gesticulating when they're not talking about something. Doing. I wouldn't doing use that word. It sounds weird to me. It sounds like slimy. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the slime trial is involved. 
Interesting. Okay. So, did you have anything else? No. All right. Um, so, only drinks in this episode. Multiple times. They a couple times when they were having some sherry, and the only caller we hear, Beth, um, is played by. Uh, this, this is an interesting one. Mrs. Fields. The cookie person. Yeah, Debbie Fields, like the Mrs. Fields. Like, the Mrs. Fields? Yes. Like the one who, like, founded the company and created the cookies. Yeah. Like the Mrs. Fields. She can make a cookie cake? I guess. Yeah. They have those in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Then, yes. Exactly. I just thought, like, because I, I looked it up and I was like, why, is it, why are there almost no credits for Debbie Fields on IMDb? She's been on that and then, like, Hollywood Squares four times. Yeah, like, there aren't a lot of people you see that, like, they just called Frasier once, but on their best known for on IMDb, it lists Frasier, you know, and it's because she's only got, like, three credits, and one of them is Frasier, one of them is Hollywood Squares, and one of them, I think, is the show Vicky, um, mm. like, so Vicky Lawrence is, I think it was her talk show, mm. um, so I just thought that was interesting, um, that they got her to do so with that, uh, this has been episode 319, Crane versus Crane, and this is TJF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at SweetLime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night!